Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this exciting episode. This will be one of our interactive workshops on the topic of book reviews. We're excited because we'll be looking at book reviews from all different perspectives, both readers and writers. What do you find to be helpful in a book review? Why bother writing book reviews? And where can we submit them? These and other pressing questions will be answered today as we tap the experience and insight of our Writing Works Wonders community. Get ready for another episode full of laughter, learning, and new ideas for readers and writers. So fire up your note taker and prepare for an entertaining learning adventure with your fellow bibliophiles at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, Kathy. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. Kathy's our master of our website, master of the universe, and so are you. Back to you, Kathy. Well, this is an exciting day. We've come across the topic of book reviews because as readers and writers, they're so important. You know, we might hear about a book from somebody and decide to read it. But if we don't have a personal recommendation, we often rely on book reviews. I know that I started publishing. The first thing I published was a book review because very often they're structured and they're something that you can get submitted. Journals, publications are looking for them. And so it was a way to build my confidence in interacting with a publication and an editor, etc., I have found that this is a helpful way for people to get started writing and publishing as well. They're useful for people to read as readers. They're useful to promote our books. They're great for us to get uh, so many things. We'll talk about that. But today, let's start off with what is a book review? We might as well define it at first because that's a bit of a hairy topic. What would you include in a book review? First, I want to say that it depends where you're submitting it, who your audience is, and what the publication or the website might be looking for or requiring to be included. That aside, maybe what do you like in a book review? What have you included in a book review? Do you include what you liked about the book? Who would enjoy the book? Are you talking about the technical details of the book or are you looking at it from a reader perspective? These are tricky questions based on where you're submitting it. Let's hear from our panelists. Cheryl, would you like to chime in while people are raising their hands? I love when somebody writes a really good book review, but then I don't like somebody who writes a short story on a book. The key to a book review is not giving away the, the story or the ending. And sometimes it can just be giving it a star rating. I personally, I won't give a, a review if I'm if I can't give them at least a four star and then if I find something I'll get in touch with the author themselves if I see errors and let them know in their books and I might take a screenshot of the page and send it off to them and say there's some corrections needed or something like that but I love getting reviews but I'm I'm guilty of not always doing it 
really good point. You know, you're talking about professional courtesy, which I think is important, especially as authors ourselves, uh, not calling people out publicly, but but instead giving them a chance to address the issues. I really appreciate that. First up, we have Abby Taylor. Well, I'm with Cheryl. You know, I think there's a big difference between a book review and a book report. But that having been said, I have been guilty when writing a book review. Sometimes I will provide too much of the story in the book. And so it it can be tricky figuring out what, Mm -hmm. you know, what to put in a review, how much of the plot to reveal. So what I normally do now when I post reviews on my blog regularly, I will just copy and paste the blurb from Amazon. Of course, sometimes they're blurbs. And then, of course, this is the author. I think their synopsis gives away too much of the book anyway. But that's what I do. And then I'm not the one Mm. guilty of giving away too much. And then I'll just usually Mm. talk about what I liked and sometimes what I did and occasionally what I didn't like about the book. And so that's how I write book reviews. And I prefer reading book reviews that don't, you know, that kind of give me an idea of the story, but don't give away the ending for heaven's sake. Don't give away too many spoilers. So that's my uh, opinion on the subject. That's great. Thanks, Abby. You're welcome, Cheryl. I do want to verify that Goodreads is more than just stars ratings. Yeah, yes, you can do. Okay, you can actually put it. You can actually do a review. You can rate it. Sorry. And I do that with books that I read. Mm -hmm. I I will review them up there, too. Carol Mackey, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, I have, am not, have not written any book reviews, but what, um, and I'll guess it's a little bit different take on it. I rely on others. It's so many people in my life. Okay, what are you reading? It's often a big topic of conversation, I, as many of us do in this room, depend on others for transportation. Well, the, the people that drive for me, many of them, okay, what are you reading? And we're exchanging, you know, um, oh, I just finished and oh, it was, yeah, well, whatever. And so that's what I rely on and have discovered as you would with book reviews too, I suspect. There are some people that I'm always going to know, want to know what they're reading because what they like, I also like, but also that their take on a book is really good. Yeah, that's always helpful to get an idea, not of the, not of the plot, not of that kind of thing, but what, what the, what the basic ideas are about the book and how it, how it will come across. Also, I suspect that if it's for nonfiction, it's really different. It's a different, for me anyway, a different um, evaluation from fiction to nonfiction. So thanks. You're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing up that point about nonfiction versus fiction. Yeah. What do you like in a book review or what do you like to include? I find that it's helpful to talk about who would enjoy the book, even under if you're reading sci-fi or you're reading fantasy or you're reading nonfiction, maybe like in nonfiction, what level of reader, maybe in sci-fi, what subgenre of sci-fi is it utopia, like everything's going to work out, or dystopia, it's a, more of a, a very different view of the world? Who would enjoy the book can be very helpful. And that's what Carol's talking about receiving from her friends, because they know her. They can tell if somebody's going to enjoy it or not. Another non 
threatening perspective is when we comment about what might be missing or what else could be added to a book, maybe putting it in that perspective. That's like a pop more positive. What else could be added? I can't wait to see what will happen with such and such a character or this section of a nonfiction book would make a great second edition, you know, or something like that. Pointing out areas that can give an author direction. You have an opportunity. You can bet authors read those reviews. Don't you agree, Cheryl? I do. Or if they have an assistant, their assistant will read them and only tell them the good parts or, or give them the abridged version. I'm a happily ever after person, so take it where it's coming from, folks. But I, yeah. I do not appreciate when people tear authors apart in a review. I just think it's just not nice. I just don't even have another word for it, which is, it's not nice. If it's not constructive and it's just something so negative that I don't give it a, I don't tell you more about the reviewer than the book. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Thank you. Switching about to the perspective of the writer's point of view. If a book review was being published about your published work and it was going to be published publicly not just for your own benefit what do you find to be beneficial in a book review about your work and if you're not a published author let's put yourself in those shoes and think about it what would you like to see in a book review about your book that they like it Bottom and line. It's so, yes. it's so wonderful that we can't wait to <laughs> till you bring out till you publish the next one. Oh, well, I want your book. We're gonna make it into a movie. <laughs> hey, why might as well go big, right? <laughs> every time, every time. But truthfully, you'd love yeah. for them to expand on that and say why they love it, wouldn't yes. you? Yeah. To be yeah, able to I get would. the interest. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. I, I'll use an example for those of you that were here last week. Alice talked about history mystery, and I carried that with me. Been carrying it with me all week, just thinking, wow. And the way she put it into words about history mystery uh, just means a lot because she talked about the history, the research, the just how she did it. Just that positive reinforcement of the work. It wasn't just about me hearing, you did a great job, Cheryl. She did it in a way to describe what I did and how I took the history and the teaching and the guide dog and, and the horse. And um, that to me is an example of a, of a book review. Very good. Yes. I, I think you're describing that her review was of substance and meaningful so that people got an idea of what it was about and why. She was talking about a positive feature of it. She was backing it up in a, in an eloquent, very easy to understand, even if you hadn't read the book, I think. A mm-hmm. good balance to try to strike because yeah. most people that read book reviews have not yet read the book. Good point. Very good. Yes. Be, having substance for what you're saying. Carol Mackey. Yeah, um, I have in a very limited way had things published, but I have been sending out a, a morning poem every day, um, this for a year. And one of the things, and I was thinking about it in the context of, oh, because my plan is to, to, to work on that and get it published. One of the things I love 
because I send it out to a whole variety of people. I don't need to hear necessarily, oh, this was brilliant, although that feels very good and I'm not turning that down, <laughs> kind of thing down. But I'm, I'm always interested in if something is of particular meaning or whatever, because it's a whole variety of poems. Also, I would like to, if it were, if it were published, is to know, uh, was it a good mix? Was it but what might be have been good to to add, I would love to hear more about blah blah blah, or the the best ones were or the ones I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and starting over with it um just just that general input, I would prefer positive, thank you very much <laughs> very too. good, I think all of us would agree <laughs> with that yeah. another good characteristic, probably for poetry maybe for all writers, is what type of writer would you describe this person as? Is here is this person's poetry romantic poetry, natural, you know, speaking about nature, and talking about uh, the particular theme for that volume of poetry, and how does the author address it? If you have insight about that, that would be really helpful for a reader to know And I think writers would be really keen to hear how readers are receiving their work in that respect. I'll give as an example, I wrote a lot of academic books, not I wrote a couple of textbooks, but they were more, most of mine were more professional development. People used them to continue to grow in their lives. And then sometimes they were used in graduate classes also. But one of the things I always tried to do was write very accessibly not a lot of big fancy words, bringing theory into plain language, and also connecting theory to practice. So one of the greatest compliments I would get from people was, one, I couldn't put your book down. Do you know how seldom you hear that about academic books, right? I couldn't put your book down, okay? Another one was, it didn't feel like a school book, (laughs) if you can imagine, right? So it didn't feel like they were really doing uh, academic work. Or I understood these concepts for the first time. And those were some of the best comments that people could give me as to how my writing was working for them, because those are the values that, that I have. So I think how you see an author writing in their genre is uh, very helpful to communicate as well. People will appreciate that. Starry Williams. I don't read reviews, which basically is like my answer for any question involving reviews. I don't read them and I usually don't write them. So when I find books, I usually read books because it's the genre I read or the age category I read and I don't read reviews. I hardly ever write them, but when I do, I write about the characters, because that's what I read about. I read about the characters, so I write about the characters. And when I write reviews, well, they're usually about 15 sentences, three paragraphs, and I don't include any negative stuff in there, which is answered to the second question, because that's, well, it just doesn't make any sense to do that at all. Like, if there's something you didn't like about the book, guarantee you that's going to be something somebody else liked. And so when you're reviewing a book, I think you really ought to speak to what you liked about it. Like how those students mentioned, this didn't feel like a school book because that's what they liked about it. And 
It just doesn't make any sense to me to say anything about what you didn't like. Very good. So mm-hmm. let me start the third question with you, Starry, while we have you at the mic. Why should people bother writing book reviews? Why do you bother? It takes time. Why do you do it? That's why I absolutely don't like it. I'd rather be spending that time reading the next book. Uh, I will give a star review if I liked it. I won't put a star review for anything less than three stars, but I will give a star review if I find the time to do it. Why do I think people ought to write reviews or ought not? Well, the only real time I ever wrote a review is because one of my author friends said that reviews help the book get higher rankings and reach more people, and I wanted mm-hmm. to help with that. But other than that, I feel like most people get their recommendations from friends. So I don't know if reviews actually do a lot other than raise algorithms. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll get some feedback on that. Too. That's another reason to see whether a book review has five reviews or 5,000 reviews, right? Because it's unlikely they had 5,000 friends write reviews or 500. That would be a heck of a huge uh, loyalty base to do that. So same thing when we look at products and reviews. Very good point. We'll see if other people have insight on that. Go ahead, Chanel. First up is Annie Geppetta, followed by Jane Tolino. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Okay, so first question would be, you know, you know, why bother writing a review? Or I think I'd like to answer why bother reading a review is because I shop my books. <laughs> so instead yep. of investing in the whole book, I, I like to read a little vignette about the book, what it's about, how it might connect with your life or not. The genre, things like that. So all the basic facts about the book, you know, from the book jacket or from another reviewer online, that's really helpful for me. So know whether I want to pass it up or whether I want to um, download it and read it. You know, I've written reviews. I like certain types of reviews, the way certain people do reviews. When I read a good review, I usually are, I'm interested in the book. So reviews do help drive interest in, in your books. I must say it's, it's hard to get a good review for your own book. I've had some really great ones and I've had some pretty bad ones <laughs> in my experience. And so that's, that's part of just, you know, having a review for your book is different than writing one about somebody else's book. And, you know, sometimes there are negatives or drawbacks in a book. But there's a way that you can you can write about them in a review that's not necessarily negative. Mm-hmm. Like if you felt while you were reading the book, you didn't have some of your answers to some of the questions that were proposed in the book. You know, you could say that you could say, well, you know, you know, they never, the author never really answered this question or never really addressed this thing, but it didn't detract from the book. I still read the book. I still liked the book, but I would have liked to know more about X or something in that effect. That that does help um, the author understand uh, the reader's perspective of the book as well. So, Go ahead, Jane. I agree with you, Annie. It's very interesting to look at reviews. I think it's important to write them. It's good practice. Um, it allows you to figure out what you got from the book. I suspect that all of us have people that we listen to more than others, and so we do trust our friends to recommend books. But, boy, I've met some 
fabulous people because of book reviews. And I also think it's really important to track down and write the author and say, I really valued your book because, and to be respectful, if you have questions that weren't answered, I really appreciated that point because I usually do. I think book reviews are incredibly fun. They're important. They do drive my reading a lot. I think of MLS uh, writing those blurbs that they do, and now they don't do them anymore. They accept whatever the publisher hands off to them when they take a book out of the publisher's hands and add it to MLS. So that's different, too. Carol Mackey, followed by Abby Taylor. Um, Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, let's give Writing Works Wonders a little pat on the back. I love hearing the authors. And that is as much a review for me. Am I going to, first of all, a good and a bad one? Am I going to read this person? Do I want to, for whatever reason? But I love hearing them in their own voice, answer questions, talk. Some of them are are easy to hear. Others are a little bit not so much. But I love that. And that is most helpful. Also, any reviews that I hear Um, on the radio or whatever discussions with an author is always, that's just always so insightful for me. Um, The other piece is that this discussion has been helpful to me personally because it will make me stop after I'm done with a book or when I stop reading a book in the middle. Why did I do that? What about it is not working for me or what about the book worked for me? So it's a great reminder of I can I need to do my own reviews personally of what why do I like this author why do I like not like that one and why did I stop reading that book after after 20 minutes you know that's equally important too thank you thank you yay for writing works wonders <laughs> next Abby, up is Abby great right. thank you Chanel Oh, right. Well, I, as an author, I want to support other authors. So whether or not book reviews actually do increase sales or not, I think they can. But I, that, that's why I take the time to review books I've read. And as I said earlier, I'll post them on my blog and I'll post them in Goodreads and in either Amazon, Audible or, um, or, or Smashwords, wherever I bought them. I'll, I'll do that. Of course, if I download from NLS, I can't really do that. But that's okay, you know, as long as they're on Goodreads. And, of course, my reviews, when they go live on my blog, they are posted to Facebook. And so, you know, they are shared far and wide. And, and it, yeah, it, it does take time. And writing a review can be tricky because you've got to figure out, you know, what, what points to include and what not to include. And not, as I said earlier, not don't want to give away too many spoilers. But it's, it's, it's a labor of love because if I'm, I'm making an effort to do what I can to support other authors. And so that's my answer. Thank you. Absolutely. Hurrah, hurrah. I I totally agree with you, Abby. Yes. And we do have one person back to answer. She answered before, but Jane Tolino. So, Abby, do you, and I am absolutely presuming you do, know about the NLS book review group, that DB book review group? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I have to that and and yeah i unsubscribed because i was having too many books what i should have done is just gone on no mail and i may just i may resubscribe and go Mm -hmm. on no mail 
So I, I, I encourage you to because yeah. MLS does take a look at those. Go, Abby. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jane. Starry Williams has her hand up. I guess what I'm hearing from all the different people is that book reviews are very helpful. And as authors, you want to help support other authors. So I'm thinking maybe a good way to write reviews and not give away spoilers or anything is to write a review like you would as a writer more than a reader because it helps readers too. And what I mean by that is, like I said, I write reviews with characters at the focus. Well, there are three things that you pay attention to as a fiction writer, and that's character, plot, and setting. So character, events, and and the places. And so if you write a review, then you could be like, oh, this character was fantastic because they're like this personality and these these types of places are in the book and I really enjoyed the attention to detail of these places and and these kinds of things happen without giving away the big plot points and big things that happen so that's giving me some food for thought that's great Starry we're so happy that you're opening you're open to thinking about things in new ways we're all learning from this we're all getting new perspectives and tips. So thank you for adding that detail about the characters for us, too. We're talking a lot about Goodreads, and I'm yeah. sure people are aware of Amazon. Right. And we just heard about NLS reviews, but mm-hmm. also newsletters and journals yes. and magazines are looking for book reviews. If you're and interested blogs. in doing, uh, yeah, and blogs, yeah, Abby was talking about that. If you're interested in doing book reviews, Contact your local ACB chapter if they're doing a mm-hmm. newsletter or our low vision group. Talk to people that have blogs that are related to writing. They'd probably be interested if you let them know what books you're interested in. Ask mm-hmm. them what they would like. Go back and forth and figure out. And it's a way, if you don't publish a lot, to give you more experience in doing it. And like others have said, to support authors and get the word out about books that can be helpful for different groups of people. So this is a win-win and a lot of contact for for us as writers who are developing as well. I just want to mention, too, that because Holly has been on here and shared this, that because of her participation in Writing Works Wonders, it gave her the courage to apply to this and now she does a book review every other month and gets paid for doing it. You know, it's just about taking a chance and learning how to go for it. I just wanted to yeah. share that because I think that's a wonderful example. There's so many examples in this group and how we keep motivating one another. I don't remember the author, but I wrote to her and told her how great it was. In her Kindle book, there was actually a link right to the review section on Amazon where I needed to go. That was perfect because it was mm-hmm. right there. And I want to do that to any of our mine and our ebooks because it can't get easier than that. Click on it and there you are and you can write it right then. Otherwise, you got to go back. You got to find it, find where to write it and... We were talking about where 
to submit them or or get yeah. them um, for authors what i have done is have a friend and we could write in third person but you know have a friend who sent in letters regarding my books and i got quite a bit of reviews from newspapers and magazines because I gave them the self-addressed stamped envelope, the books, the mail, every everything to send. And it really, it worked out for me rather than it just coming from the author. One other example is when I've published books in different genres, uh, sometimes the publisher would give me 10 copies for book reviews. And I would line up for in my field, the 10 major journals, talk to colleagues or find out who's writing book reviews mm-hmm. for them contact them, say, I have a book in this field. Would you be willing to review it? They say, yes. I contact the editor of the journal. In other words, I'm doing the legwork. Contact Mm -hmm. the editor, say, so-and-so, who's one of your book reviewers, is willing to review my new book. Do you want this to be taken on? Should I send the book to them directly or to you? I would have 10 out of 10 book reviews completed that way. Because what people do is just send the 10 books out to the editors and the editors then have to find people willing to review them and you might get one review done that Mm -hmm. way my publisher just would not even do that he said you're we do not give you the books unless you have a list of specific people who are doing the reviews Mm -hmm. because he knew that this was what would happen through draft to digital and find away voices uh, it's my first time putting up a, a book and Chris Abernathy, who's going to be with us next week, is the narrator and they give 100 free coupons codes for people. I'll give him tw- 25. So I'll have 75 people to give them out to you so y'all can get it and then review my book. There are different things, perks out there. And this one's not costing me anything. Thank you. All right. To Jane Tolino. Hey there. Earlier, one of the voices talked about the value of book reviews in terms for writers, writing uh, writing a book review as a writer rather than a reader. I think that's valuable. At the same time, I think writing as a reader is extremely important. Could you live in that book? Could you do the things that they said blind people could do? Would you have the attitude towards sighted people that the characters in that new novel called Guiding Emily, which I think is a fabulous book, by the way, by Barbara H-I-N-S-K-E. She was on here with us two weeks ago. I think writing a book review as a reader (laughs) is really a vital um, process because you think about who are these people Do they have a default setting? Do they have imperfections that you could be horrified by and disdainful of or that you could live with and go through yourself? Writing as a writer, I think, is important. I tend to stay away from trying to talk about plot or character as um, writing issues, unless I think something's incredibly. But anyway, that's all. Thanks, Jane. Sure enough. Susan, you may now unmute. Hi, I'm not a writer, but I'd like to read. I wanted to let you know that Barbara Hinsky's 
Hintz's books, The Guiding Emily series. The first two of them are now up on Bard. Yes. And yeah, they we just yeah. found that Isn't out. that great? <laughs> yeah. And I read, <laughs> but I had read both of them, one on Audible and one Kindle, <clears throat> and I really enjoy the series. And then last week, what's her name? The author last week um, was on with the four books series about the guide dog. And Me. I, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Haven't read them yet, but um, <laughs> I found them. And I've been keeping a list of books uh, with blind characters. And I started it about 30 years ago. It's got a lot of information but I'm adding these books to that list because somebody might want a book about guide dogs for that age group to read. I'm finding that, you know, the books that are written today are better than some of the first books because people have done more research. Mm-hmm. And Susan, are you on our mailing list? I don't. Our email, email no. list? No. Okay. It's uh, our email is at info at writing works wonders. Dot com. If you could send us your email, because uh, like I said, when I get codes for the audiobooks for the surprise, Sammy, yeah, all the guide dog books, I can send you um, some free codes. Okay. That'd be great. Also, if you wanted to share your list with your name mm-hmm. on it, you could go to writingworkswonders.com. I think other people in this group might be very interested in your list mm-hmm. of books with blind characters. We have a page where you could post something like that under community pubs, community okay. publications. Well, if you wanted to share it, you could. The list is in a table, and it works wonderful mm-hmm. with JAWS, but visually, it doesn't. This, yeah. I started this back in 95 when I was teaching, and it started very innocently because one of the teachers was taking a book for older kids that I thought was oh. th- to read to them for an in-service. And I says, oh, well, we have da-da-da, da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da on our shelves. And she says, well, could you make me a list of those? So I did. And then my aide went into the computer lab. And this is, you know, we didn't know about cut, copy, and paste. And went out on the web and found books. And so it just kind of was a, a growing project. And I have probably mm-hmm. close to a thousand books. Wow. Oh, wow. Great. And we do have yeah. one raised hand left and then we're okay. approaching Great. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be Annie Chapetta. Okay. Hi, Susan. How would I get my book on your list? <laughs> I, I, I love I, you. That's great. <laughs> I have a, um, a nonfiction uh, book about, uh, it's called Follow Your Dog, A Story of Love and Trust. It was written in. Oh, it's on the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I have Jane Teleno's book that I know of. I don't know if she has any more books that she's written uh-huh. with Blind and Oh, Bishop. I would love to uh, see your list. In November, we're going to have an author's showcase like we've been doing the past two years. So we will have an author's showcase for everybody to come and share about their books. Thank I, you. I enjoy the program and I can't come all the time, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. I found some new books yeah. to read. Starry Williams. So I have a question. As a self-professed potato chip reader, meaning I will read a book in a day or less and then go on to the next one, how would you (laughs) say slow down long enough to actually write a review? That's my problem, too. I will binge read like that. And what I will do sometimes if it's a series 
I will go in and then I write about the series. When I take a break from it, I might do writing about one, two, and three all in one. Like I'll go to the, say I'll go to one of the, whether it's book one or book three, and then I write about the series and, and do it that way. Cause I do that too. I will binge read. Is that what you're talking about, Starly? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Was this helpful to have this discussion about book reviews for folks? I, I know I've got oh. some very good su- suggestions. <laughs> Annie Chapetta. I think this is something that we should talk more about. I think, you know, book reviews are taken for granted and sometimes ignored. And it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really good information that you can get that can help you target your reading and have a more enjoyable personal library. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about the what, what Susan was doing, you know, and how that definitely be part of um, your personal review practices, in, just help you be a better reader and, and just be more informed about what you like and you, so that you don't waste so much time. I know, I think I waste a lot of time going through picking a book. I could go through 10 books and go, mm, nah. Mm, maybe one day mm, mm, when I have nothing better to read, you know, <laughs> and I go through <laughs> these, I go through this, you know, sometimes I'm just, you know, wishy-washy about it, you know, but then if I see something that's a read something that's really powerful in a review, I, you know, I usually read that book. It's been really helpful for me. And I think maybe more needs to be teased out about, you know, what we get out of a review. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what makes a review really impactful. For authors or for both? For both, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you know, you it, it's a review is meant to benefit both the author and the mm-hmm. reader. Um, and to get yeah. that balance in there, it's hard. But yeah. um, it's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. I think another thing we can do is collaborate and put together a good list of places to submit book reviews the names of which affiliates have newsletters. Yeah, that's get a great some information idea. from board of publications. We can put that up in community pubs, and have more opportunities for people in our group and listening to our podcast have places to submit book reviews because our newsletters, our associations, our affiliates are looking for good mm-hmm. content, and this is the group that can help provide that. If you wouldn't mind using a piece of software if that's your interest to keep a list of books. I can recommend a free software called Book DB from Space Jock. Space Jock book. tends to be uh, what's the last you said book what? Book DB DB like database. Yes. Oh okay. Good. Okay. I've never heard yeah. of that. And is that accessible? Yeah, Space Jock software tends to be pretty accessible. Okay. It's uh, made by this author, and he made a, a writing processor. Uh, he's made oh. a, a notepad-like thing that keeps your word count, mm. so it's easy to track how many words you're writing in that session. He made a, a software for readers. Uh, he's made quite a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that suggestion, Starry. Okay. You want to tell us the prompt? Okay, here we go. You're not going to believe the dream I had last night, Kathy. I woke up and there were scarecrows out in my backyard dancing and having a party. And you won't believe what they were doing. Can't wait to hear what's next. 
75 words or less, and the beginning part doesn't have to count towards your word count. Count, right. Mm -hmm. It is live on the website for all our eager beavers. That <laughs> keep uh-huh. track of me so very well. Thank you. Uh-huh. And if you want some great reading, check out the writing prompt responses at writingworkswonders.com. You folks are incredible. What creativity and skill. Thank you, everyone, for making this a fabulous episode. We are in, out, all over the place today. <laughs> but we come together <laughs> as a community and we bring this show all together. So thank you for being with us. Don't miss next Friday, as has been mentioned, November 4th, our guest will be Chris Abernathy, who is a voice actor and narrator, and he has even done some of Cheryl's books. So he's part of the family. And then November 11th, drumroll, please, is the holiday book celebration where you can have the opportunity to come and talk about your books and where people can find them to purchase them as gifts. Or if you're in the gift-giving mode, listen in and get great ideas of what you can give and support your friendly authors. And then 1118, you've been waiting for it. It's the last one for 2022. Yes, it's an open mic. And it's your opportunity to step up to the mic and share some of your writing with us. Fiction, nonfiction, poetry, lyrics, haiku, limericks, anything else. We want to celebrate your talent. Be sure to visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes, resources, and previous episodes. Above all else, we want you to be encouraged, inspired, and enjoy the wonder of writing. We look forward to being with you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347 347- Four six seven zero two two one. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.